Good evening and welcome to Calvary Baptist Church broadcast. I am Pastor Joseph James. I'm so glad to be with you tonight. Tonight I want to look at the subject salvation. And um, I'm going to read just a passage of scripture from Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Two verses of scripture so that I will give you meanings and explanation of salvation. The Greek word is soteria. What does it mean when they say a person has received salvation? God bless you for making a date and tuning in tonight. I pray that tonight's broadcast will be a blessing and that wherever you find yourself hearing me tonight, you will indeed understand the subject of salvation. And if you have not received salvation yet, you will make a decision to profit and benefit for such a great salvation that God has given us. I'm reading from Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Let's read together or follow me as I read. Paul wrote this to the church in Rome. And he says, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is a power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first, and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Amen. Beloved, tonight we're looking at the subject of salvation. Salvation, the all-inclusive meaning of the word salvation. Beloved, salvation, I want just to give you the scope of salvation. Salvation is, in the, when you read scripture, it is the grandest theme in all scriptures. If you go through scripture from Old Testament to the New Testament, the theme of salvation is there. And this embraces all of time as well as eternity, past, present, future. It relates in one way or another to all of mankind. Every human being without exception need salvation. Now it is the theme for both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And it centers on the greatest person, our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the center of salvation. He is the, he is the one who gives salvation. He is the one, he is the epitome of everything that embodied in salvation. Why? Because he shed his blood to make salvation possible. From God's perspective, salvation includes the total work of God in bringing people from Condemnation to justification. You know, because of sin, all of us were condemned. And through God's own plan, redemption plan, through his son Jesus Christ, he brought us salvation and he took us from condemnation to justification. Justification means that you were guilty, but by judicial decree, you have been justified. Justified means that you are no more under condemnation. Your sins are forgiven. 
Everything, charges that is raised against you have been erased and you are justified in the eyes of God. This is a judicial decree that God alone can give to bring relief to mankind. Hallelujah. So, God is the one who took us from condemnation to justification through his son Jesus Christ, what Jesus did on Calvary cross for us. So, what that means is that we're removed from death to eternal life, from alienation to inclusion. We were just cast out. And now God has included us. He has grafted us into his family. Hallelujah. So from human perspective, this incorporates all of the blessings that being in Christ brings, both in this life and the life to come. Beloved, salvation, the scope of salvation is what I'm trying to explain to you tonight. So the question at times some people in other faith will ask is, why should God want to save sinners? Why should God bear the pains of giving his only begotten son to die for people who rebel against him? Who rebel against his goodness? Who are disobedient? Why should God bear the pains of giving his only begotten son to die for people who have rebelled, who have disobeyed, who have rejected his goodness? The Bible indicates at least some reasons why God wanted to save sinners. God wants to save sinners and the Bible gives us some reasons. Some of the reasons is that salvation is the most concrete and greatest demonstration of the love of God. His good gifts in nature and through his providential care. John 3.16 tells us or reminds us that his love was shown in his gift. Romans 5.8 says that God proved conclusively that the love that he has for us by the death of Jesus Christ was out of his own volition. He decided no one, no one forced him to do that. Hallelujah. So God is the one who really sat down and came out with a strategy to redeem man after man had fallen in sin in the garden of Eden. So therefore, you and I, we didn't pay anything for our salvation. God, out of his love and mercy and compassion, designed a plan by putting his son Jesus Christ on the cross to shed his blood so that you and I will be saved. So salvation also gives God a display of his grace through all eternity. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 7, each saved person, you and I who are saved, will be a special trophy of God's grace forever. We are the result of God's grace. We are saved as a result of God's grace. So all of us who have enjoyed salvation, deliverance, who have been removed from condemnation to justification, who have been removed from death to eternal life, we, it is as a result of God's grace. And therefore we are trophies of God's grace. Great grace. Only the redeemed human being can provide this display. We can display God's grace because we are redeemed by his power. God also wanted a people who would do good works in this life and reflect his image. 
So he brought salvation to us that we will live our life for him and reflect his image on this earth. Without salvation that Christ provided, this will never have been possible. Jesus shed his blood to set you and I free so that we will have eternal life. We will have eternal life and live our life for Jesus Christ who died on the cross so that you and I will be saved. Hallelujah. So salvation tonight, I'm the beloved, I'm sharing the scope of the subjects of salvation. When you say you are saved, what does it entail? That Jesus Christ died on the cross and shed his blood so that you and I will have eternal life. Anybody who does not know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, that person doesn't have eternal life. The person is still under condemnation until you come to Jesus by faith and through his grace by faith you are still under condemnation of sin. So tonight beloved I came to explain to you that salvation is divine. God out of his mercy his own volition his own plan and purpose came out with a redemption plan. Man fell in the garden of Eden. A man lost the glory of God. But God out of his mercy, out of his grace and compassion, decreed that through his son, the death of his son Jesus Christ, people can now come to him. But come back in fellowship with him. Beloved, God created us to have fellowship with him. As a result of the sin of Adam in the garden of Aden, we lost that privilege of fellowshipping with God. Therefore, God, out of mercy and compassion, decided that I need to come find a way to bring man that I created in my image into fellowship with me. And therefore, he sacrificed his only begotten son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, who is our Savior, who is our Lord, and also our friend, so that you and I will have eternal life. We will be included in the goodness of God will be included in the purposes and plans of God. You and I need to understand how gracious God has been to you and I. So from we have been taken out from death to eternal life, from alienation to inclusion, from human perspective, salvation incorporates all of the blessings that being in Christ brings, both in this life and the life after. As long as we remain here and the Lord tarries, we enjoy the benefits of salvation, which I'm going to explain to you later. The benefit of salvation in this life, his presence, his divine protection and security over our life. And then when we go into eternity, we are glorified and we go into eternity, we also enjoy the benefit of his presence out of this cruel and broken world. God wanted a people who would do good works in his name, in this life, and reflect his image through his son, Jesus Christ. So salvation brought us great deliverance, great blessings, that we will begin to see the power and the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ in our life. So beloved, tonight I just want you to understand the scope of salvation. It's the greatest gift that one can ever receive. The greatest gift. There's nothing that can compare to the gift of eternal life. That God through his son Jesus Christ has given to humankind. The entire human race 
were under the curse and condemnation and we're all heading towards damnation. We're all, we all have been convicted and we're all condemned into solitude, into condemnation, into hell. God through his compassion and mercy sent his son Jesus Christ to come and die on the cross so that you and I will be included with God. We will reconcile with God. We will come back to him. Our life naturally is selfish. Innately, we are selfish. We are greedy. We are depraved. We do the most wicked things in this world. But when Jesus Christ came and died on the cross and shed his blood, by faith, if you will confess him as your Lord and Savior, he will come into your life and he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness and he will fill you with his life and he will, he will live his life through you. Beloved, Jesus Christ has done such a great thing for us. If you and I believe in him and commit our life to him and serve him, he's going to be a blessing for you and I because when you are excluded, you are under condemnation. But when you are included, you will enjoy the presence of God in eternity. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you tonight. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as I share the scope of salvation, the great salvation that we have, I hope by the time I finish sharing and, um, this meditation tonight, you will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So the word salvation implies many ideas. The first thing I want to talk about is that when you are saved, you are delivered. In Luke chapter 11 verse 4, we read that, And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The actual rendering should be, deliver us from the evil one. So you have been delivered from the power of darkness and from Satan. When you are saved. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 18. We read that. And the Lord shall deliver me. From every evil work. And all will preserve me. And will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. To whom be glory forever and ever. You will be preserved. He will deliver you. From evil work of Satan. And will preserve you forever. Also when you are saved. You have safety. Proverbs 21 30. One said, but safety is of the Lord. Proverbs 29, 25 said, the fear of man bringeth snare. That is trouble. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be saved. Psalm 91 verse 3 says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Hallelujah. So safety is also included in salvation. Hallelujah. Now, preservation. Psalm 121 verse 7 says, The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. James chapter 1 verse 21. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul and preserve your soul. Where the word salvation in Greek is soteria and it has deep meaning. That's what I'm trying to show to you tonight. That's what I'm trying to get to you so that you understand what great salvation that God is offering and that you are really, really making a big mistake if you don't accept such a great offer 
Hallelujah. Healing is also part when you are saved. Luke chapter 4 verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Hallelujah. Also, it takes you away from death. Salvation takes you away from death. First Peter 2.24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. It brings soundness, soundness also to you. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God had not given us the spirit of fear, of power, of love, of a sound mind. James 1a says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Matthew 7, 21 um, to 23 also talk about this. Salvation is the all-inclusive word of the gospel. It brings all the redemptive acts and processes into meaning. All the things that God did through his son Jesus Christ culminates in salvation. When you believe in Jesus Christ, the redemption plan, the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, all will make meaning to you. Hallelujah. Justification, I mentioned it earlier. Romans 5, 18 to 19. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to con condemnation, even so by the righteousness of the free gift, came upon all men unto the education of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Beloved, when Adam sinned in the Aden, the Garden of Aden, it affected all the human race. So also, when one man died and shed his blood to cleanse all sins, it's an offer to all human race. That you need, it's not automatic, it's not applied automatically, universally. But you need to come by faith and place your faith in Jesus Christ. And then accept him as your Lord and Savior. So that you appropriate the benefit of the shed blood. The cleansing power of the blood to cleanse your sin, forgive your sin and wash you and cleanse you. So that you can have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Redemption. Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, We are redeemed, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. The riches of his grace. It is by grace that we are saved, and therefore we get redemption through him. In grace, Romans 3.24 says, Be justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Justify freely. You are set free. Your sins are erased. You are justified as if you have never sinned through the redemption of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The redemption that is in Jesus Christ. Propitiation. Romans 3.25 says, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation. The word propitiation means sacrifice through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Propitiation. We receive propitiation. God's sacrifice. Propitiation is a word that means sacrifice. God sacrificed his son Jesus Christ. 
in our place so that we can be declared righteous and that our sins will be cleansed, taken away, and then we will have God's grace on our lives. Hallelujah. In Romans 5, 10 to 11, we read, For if when we were sinners, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement, the Old Testament sacrifice. Amen. The sacrifice that were being offered in the Old Testament, they were offering a dove, they were offering grain, they were offering sheep, they were offering um, all the animals that you can think of, and the things that Moses ordered them to offer for their sins. Now, they were shadows of things to come. They were shadows of things in the Old Testament that were preparing the way for the perfect sacrifice, which is Jesus Christ, to appear. So therefore, we don't need sacrifice of boots and goats any longer. The perfect sacrifice has been offered, and you and I have to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, accept Him as our Lord and Savior. It is only through his sacrifice that we can be reconciled with God. No matter who you are, wherever you are, whatever you have done in this life, the offer of salvation is for you. God is not going to condemn you. When you come before and say, Lord, I repent of my sins. I, I want to receive the offer of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. You will be given salvation and your life will never be the same. Again, hallelujah. God will take care of you and cleanse you and justify you and include you in his kingdom. That you will have him and enjoy his presence in this life and also the life to come. Amen. There's another term called imputation. Imputation is the act of God whereby he accounts righteousness to the believer in Christ. He imputes righteousness in you. He credits righteousness and holiness in you. You are referred to as a saint. Not any work that you have done or anything good in you. But by his own plan, he imputed righteousness in you. Holiness in you. You become a saint so that you can have fellowship with him. Hallelujah. These are all acts of grace. In Romans 2.23, we read, And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. So what all you need to do is faith in Jesus Christ. And when you believe in Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior, his cleansing, the cleansing power of his shed blood will cleanse you, and you only receive righteousness by faith. Abraham believed in God, and it was credited unto him as a righteous person. He wasn't a righteous person. He was an idol worshiper. He was in his father's house worshiping idols. But God called him. And since he believed in God, the Bible says that God imputed righteousness to him. God declared him as righteous. Beloved, tonight, if you believe in Jesus Christ, he also declared you righteous. He has the power and authority to declare you righteous. No one tells him what he does. He's sovereign. He has authority. He can declare you righteous. It is a judicial decree. 
that he will make that decree. Once it's done, it is done. And no one can erase it. No one can stop it. Hallelujah. He also offer you forgiveness. Romans 2.23 He said, And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed in God and it was imputed on him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. Ephesians 1.7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. In Colossians 1.14 we read, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Beloved, Tonight, I want you to understand that salvation is so free. If you believe in Jesus Christ, that he's the savior of the world, he's the one who shed his blood, and that his blood can cleanse you and make you righteous and declare you a saint tonight, right now, if you will just go before God and confess your sins. The Lord, I'm not worthy to come before you. The Lord, I confess my sins to you. Deliver me, set me free. Salvation will be yours tonight. And again, God can sanctify you. Sanctification means to make holy or set apart for God. In Romans 15, 16, we read that, that I shall be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified, set apart by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, 1 Corinthians 6, 11 says, and such were some of you, but you, you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. God has sanctified you out of your sickness, your, your, your sins, your wickedness, your unfaithfulness, your depravity, sin that has chained you. You are doing things that are not glorify God. God says that he has sanctified you by your faith. Another term of salvation glorification. Glorification in 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. We belong to God both spiritually and physically when we hand over our life as in believing in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He says 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to glorify God. Why? Because now you are saint. Christ has justified you. He's positional. He has just declared you righteous. Therefore, day by day, walk by the grace of the, of the Lord and by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Be in partnership with the Holy Spirit and walk in holiness. Let your deeds and your acts become holy. Beloved, the Lord bless you tonight. My appeal to you tonight that if Jesus is not the saving, the, the reigning Lord of your life, accept him as your Lord and Savior tonight and your life will never be the same. May the Lord bless you and keep you and lift his countenance upon you. I am Pastor Joseph J. Benson. Thank for tuning in and make a date with me same time next week and stay blessed.